Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. This week we hear from Celia, who goes toe-to-toe with her landlord when shit hits the fan. But before we hear her story, we made a big announcement this week. I don't know if you saw on our Instagram or on our email list. But for the very first time, we're holding an open call for stories. So you can learn more about the call and what we're looking for at youhadmeatblack.com slash own. You may be wondering why we're just doing this now. And those of you who have been with You Had Me at Black from the very beginning know that we started this show because we didn't like the way black stories were being told in the media. And so two years ago, we set out to reclaim them. And we did that by giving regular people a microphone to share their stories and their words. And since then, more than 70 people have stepped forward and told their stories on our show. And that is an incredible start, but it's just not enough. We have thousands upon thousands of stories that need to be told, and our mission is to capture them. So to get us started, we're looking for 30 stories in the next 30 days. And you can get involved and join this movement by sharing your story, because I know you have a story to tell. And if you're not comfortable yet, you can pass the opportunity along to someone else that you know. But you can go to youhadmeatblack.com slash own. Alrighty, let's get into this week's story. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Black. Right in the heart of the city. Black. Man, listen, man. Black, black. This is You Had Me at Black, and we live, baby. Hello. Ooh, y'all are so beautiful. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I'm going to tell a story about uh, uh, a uh, struggling artist, me, uh, trying to find housing, and eventually I have to take my landlord to court. All right. So let's start. So basically, uh, 2016. South LA, I just graduated from USC, and I'm living in this amazing house, West Adams, beautiful home, six dudes that I live with, and um, it's Armageddon. Um, Basically, two years there, people are tripping on acid, um, people threatening to harm themselves. Uh, One time, a helicopter showed up on my front lawn, and shined the light on top of me, and six police cops showed up to look for somebody's at my house. But only in USC do they show up and like, they're still polite and ask if they could come in. So, um, I had to leave because it was pretty rough, and I was searching for something that was peaceful, that was on my own, and I went to Craigslist, because that's where you go, (laughs) and I found Brenda. Brenda, is a short Guatemalan woman, a single mom. Uh, She has a kid my age, going to UCLA. She has a preteen son. And she was renting out her uh, Inglewood 
studio. It was a garage turned studio. And her and I had a connection because, you know, she's a single mom, my mom's a single mom, she's an immigrant, my mom's an immigrant. I was like, okay, I'm gelling, I'm, I'm connecting, this feels good. And she wanted to give me this place because, you know, she noticed I'm a single lady just struggling, trying to do right here. And it felt really good. And for a while, it was really nice. You know, I got to cook my own food. I got to sing Hamilton. Got to walk around naked, you know, whenever I wanted. Um, but there were a few things that changed my mind very quickly. I'll just give a few, because it was a lot. Um, roaches. <laughs> I'm being really honest. Um, roaches, yeah. Big ones, small ones, really big ones. Like, you know, the ones outside, you know, like you leave the club and like, they're there on the sidewalk, like those. We're finding their way inside my little tiny studio. And I don't do things that crawl. Things that crawl make my skin crawl. And um, you know what? I feel like white people always call them water bugs, so let's just call them water bugs. Because it sounds like they're like roly-polies instead of what they are. So these water bugs, right? The first time I saw one, um, I was just going to the bathroom and I came back. And all of a sudden, one came from outside somehow and was just staring me straight in the face. And um, I quickly grabbed a little, um, a little cup and just put it on top. Uh, keeping it trapped inside, and then I called my dad to pick it up because I wasn't going to do that. Um, and then I told Brenda. And Brenda, she did nothing. That's right. I had a little roach, a water bug infestation, and she did nothing. Um, let's see what else happened. Oh, yeah, one time I was sitting, I was laying in bed, and right outside I have a window that leads to her driveway. And I'm hearing like some sort of commotion. And I'm like, well, maybe it's her, you know, it's her driveway, but it's like a long time, but it's not loud, but it's not quiet. I don't go outside. I go outside the next day, and there's like construction debris and rocks all over the driveway. And she's like cleaning it up, but not saying anything. I mean, like, like someone just like dumped it everywhere. And I thought that was really weird. And I'm like leaving for work and I go down the garage, um, the driveway, and at the base of the driveway, it's spray painted in bold black letters, Puta Brenda. And I was like, hmm, why would somebody do that? <laughs> Someone came here last night, that, that's what I'm hearing. What if I had looked out? Who would I have seen? What would they have done if I saw them? And I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at her, like, trying to clean this up, and she doesn't say anything. And in my head, I'm like, I, I don't feel safe. Like, someone was really upset. Called her a puta, like, for everybody, the whole neighborhood, in big, bold, black letters. And I was just like, you know, you know, maybe my month-to-month -month is God's blessing, and I need to leave. Um, for my own sanity, because mind you, this is literally my eighth place in eight years. So I was just like, I've seen enough signs, and I didn't want something to happen to me, you know? 
Um, so I was like, let me just cut my losses now before something really happens. Besides, uh, Brenda always had her chihuahua outside. Like, it was always chained outside, rain, shine, day, night. And I think chihuahuas are ugly, but that's messed up. So I was like, mm, there's something about her that rubs me the wrong way. Um, so I leave, and I clean the place down to a friend's place. And a month passes, and I have yet to receive my deposit. Now I give her the benefit of the doubt. So I send her a gentle reminder, like, hey, through email, text, phone, I have yet to receive my deposit. She doesn't respond three months later. Um, so it's been three months, so what do I do? Well, I'm an Afro-Latina, born in Brooklyn, you know, raised in South LA. I'm, I went to her house with my whole family. Um, I showed up with my family, and uh, we had some donuts, and it was a stakeout till she came out. And um, three hours later, she came outside, and I put on my mama's CRV, and I like rushed to, to block her driveway, and we got out, and we was like, Brenda, what's good? Where's my money? Like, you have my deposit. I gave it to you. It belongs to me. And she's like, oh, well you know, you didn't say goodbye before you left. And I was like, that has nothing to do with it. And she's like, oh, but you know, you didn't leave the key for me. And I'm like, bitch, that has nothing to do. I need my money. And I basically was like, I'm not leaving. You know, you're going to have to like go back inside, lift up your mattress, go to your couch, like break open your son's piggy bank because I, it's, it's mine. Like, you can't hold somebody's deposit for no reason and just ignore them, you know? Um, and she just was like, no. And I was like, what? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call the police. She was like, go ahead. I was like, this woman is bold. Bold. So I called the police. Shoot. And... The police show up, they basically are like, there's nothing we could do, and you gotta take her to small claims court. And on top of that, Brenda's actually accusing you of trashing the studio. Now, I've had my fair share of like housing experiences, being taken advantage of, being vulnerable, being in situations. But for her to lie, to the police and tell her that I trashed this place and not give me something that was rightfully mine, I was upset. And I was upset too because I fucking cleaned that place. Like, I come from a Caribbean household and cleaning is an Olympic sport. <laughs> For real, like Saturday, we was rubbing down everything. The counters, we was mopping, sweeping, dusting, and then we threw some pine saw on it. So I was upset and I threw some pine saw on her place. And she was lying. So I was like, okay. I'm going to take your ass to court. I'm going to like Shonda Rhimes your ass. I'm going to show up looking like Olivia Pope. And I'm going to show up like with my Annalise Keating size encyclopedia binder. And that's what I did. I showed up with the binder with in chronological order of like the phone call logs, the emails, text message correspondence, all that, pictures, all that. And it was court day and I was looking bomb. I looked like Olivia Pope. And basically we get to the court. And court is nothing like Shondaland. It's more like Judge Judy. Um, 
It was sad. It was bureaucratic, bureaucratic, and it was slow, and it was boring. And you get to hear everybody's business, all of the small claims, all of it. You sit through it all. Um, so we were like fourth. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, am I overreacting? It's come to this just to get this money. Like, am I tripping? And I'm like, damn, this is like kind of messed up. But like, it belongs to me. Um, but Brenda had one last trick up her sleeve. And when it came time for like us to go up, she was like, no hable inglés. And I was like, I mean, I'm Afro Latina, but I don't speak Spanish. So we was talking in English the whole time. And we had to wait the whole day for a translator to show up. The whole day. We were fourth, and we were the last people by the time the translator came. So the translator comes, and we go before the judge, who's like this white old guy, and I was like, I know I'm right, and I have this evidence that he white, and I don't know if I'm a win, I don't know, I don't know. So I go before him, and I like tell him the evidence, like he asked me what my claim is, so I tell him the claim. Before I'm finished speaking, Brenda is already rebutting what I'm saying in Spanish, and I'm like, I'm not finished talking in English. Your translator hasn't even translated yet, and you talking back. <laughs> like, you conning, but you so dumb. <laughs> so, I tell him what's up, and then he asks Brenda, and he's like, okay, so do you have any pictures of the place? And she's like, no, I'm like, cause she lying. And then he's like, do you have like a correspondence to tell her why you didn't? give her the deposit, and she's like, no, and I'm like, because she fucking lying. And um, he basically tells her, he's like, well, because you only have allotted amount of time to like let somebody know why you're holding the deposit, and you didn't do that, you really have no legal right to tell, to hold the deposit. And in my head, I'm like, yes, this is it. Like, he just said it, I'm away, he's about to say it. It's about to be like, law and order up in here. He's about to be like, you guilty. And I'll be like, ah! And then he doesn't do that. And he's like, you're going to receive a verdict notice in a couple weeks. And I'm like, fuck you. Damn, Shonda, Shonda. Um, so I wait a few weeks, and I get the notice in the mail. And I won, because I'm right. Thank you. And apparently it also affects her credit score, so I was really happy about that too. That's what she gets. Um, but I felt it necessary to do this and to share this story tonight, because being in LA is really, really hard to find housing. And then once you find it, it's not right for somebody to take advantage of you. You know, you are in a situation where someone can have power. And I found myself in that situation time and time again. And this time I was like, no, I'm tired of being vulnerable. Like, justice needs to be served. It's mine. And I need to know my worth and to fight for my worth and my value. So I hope that other people, you know, feel the same strength when they do that. Because it was a lot of work. But I had to remind myself that it, I am worth it, and I'm going to take her ass down. Thank you.
Yeah, one more time for Celia. Give it up for her. There we go. Apartment beef is real. This episode was mixed and mastered by Miles Dotson. Purposely Awakened is our national media sponsor. Their publication launched in the summer of 2016 to bring awareness to issues affecting the black community and to promote black businesses, campaigns, and movements. They fulfill their mission and purpose with socially conscious images, apparel, and content that promotes positive change within the black community. You can find them at purposelyawakened.com and connect with them at Purposely Awakened on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Plug TV is our Los Angeles media sponsor. They're a digital network introducing audiences to people of color who live lives that are so much more than the sliver of the minority experience that traditional media's gatekeepers allow on screen. They have an original slate of comedy, drama, fitness, and alternative reality shows to authentically represent people of color and produce a more diverse Hollywood. You can find them on YouTube at The Plug. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. If you want to hear more stories like this one, leave a review. You're listening to You Had Me at Black.